1: This is March 16th, and this is The Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome back to The Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. I hope you guys are having a great week, a great day. Happy St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. I can't believe that's already here, but it is. Hopefully you're doing something fun. Um, uh, So in this episode, we'll we'll just jump right into things. Uh, Things are not great right now. In the world of the Bruins, uh, especially after Saturday's debacle, that, that horrendous 4 uh, 0 loss to the Rangers on home ice just was pathetic. I mean, it, there's no other way to say it. Just pathetic. One of the worst hockey. Talk- I mean, it's not, obviously, it's not as big as, but the game felt as slow and as bad a Bruins game as I've seen since. The 2016 Winter Classic, actually. Um, that was like one of the last Bruins games I remember that I was like, holy crap. They just didn't show up. And that's how I felt on Saturday. Cause again, Bruce Cassidy Bruins coach teams don't typically do that. They, they always come back at some point. And so I expected to happen on Saturday didn't happen at all, but uh, obviously the Bruins now have two games against the Penguins. They did have one Monday night. This is being recorded before that. Um, so. Uh, you know, uh, we'll see what happens then. But in this episode, Connor and I got into, wh- when are the Bruins shaking things up? And and what does shake things up mean? Because um, something needs to happen. Something really needs to happen now. Uh, this is not like, oh, you know, this is no big deal, just a little slump. This has been a while. in this Eastern division, again, you don't have the Lightning, you don't have the Leafs. But <laughs> you have a lot of competitive teams. The Islanders look like a wagon. The Capitals have been rolling. The Penguins have been solid. The Flyers have really not been that great at all this year, and and like you're waiting for them to sort of turn it up, especially like you know Carter Hart. Uh, so that something has to change. And Connor and I get into that uh, in this video a lot. Before we get into the episode, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, happy March Madness. And the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. It's free. It's free to sign up. Why would you not do this? Head to the the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50%. I repeat, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Use that promo code CLNS50. Receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up?
0: Evan, I'm doing swell. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. This is the earliest we've recorded a podcast in a while. Uh, and this is kind of embarrassing. Cause it's 10 a.m. <laughs> not that early.
0: <laughs> Struggling. We're, we're, we're looking like the, uh, the Bruins on, on Saturday. Yes.
1: Oh, yes. That's pretty we much,
0: are. much how we're all feeling. So our,
1: our matinees are 10 in the morning. That's, yes, that's of course. Our, our matinees when we record a podcast. So that's our game time. Um, also before we get into the podcast, you tweeted out a picture of Duncan's cereal. How was that?
0: Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it was what I expected. It was extremely chocolatey. My teeth were hurting afterwards, so I think I've had a second bowl. They might have fallen out, um, which you expect, right? It's true, of course, for most like sugary cereal. Um, it was pretty much just like Reese's Puffs is what it was. But again, Reese's Puffs pretty good. So, uh. Didn't it taste too coffee? You know, actually, like a a cup of coffee, which is shocking that you know it wasn't actually like a cup of coffee. But (laughs) can't believe it. Yeah, you know, it's it's like when you have like cookie crisp for the first time, you think it's gonna be straight up like just like chocolate chip cookies, and it's not. It tastes like. It's pretty damn
1: close. It's pretty. They try,
0: but like when you're a kid, you buy you're like, oh, you see the commercial, like, oh shit, like oh, you just a bowl full of cookies, and you have them, like, all right, well. It's chocolate, but you know, I'm kind of let down here a little bit. So I don't want to say let down with Dunkin' Donuts because you know, I'm working on that sponsorship, but that. As, a, as a whole, does the job is what I expected. I saw it. I was like, Sigh. I, I got to get these right. It's the, the, the clout's too strong. So don't regret it. Will I get another one? Debatable, but glad I got it.
1: When they sponsor you, though, you'll be eating that every day.
0: Yeah, we'll um, have to edit. We'll have to go back and edit this clip out if they they spawn. Yeah. Me. Okay, oh yeah. Of well, course, I'll, I'll, of course I'm getting. I'll
1: edit in post. What's funny is, um, it's you mentioned the cookie crisp. When, when it's funny when I was younger, and this probably goes for most kids. You know, they have the commercials where they put like the stamp of healthy approval on it. Oh like, yeah. Something that they make it like it seems healthy, so you can say to mom and dad at the grocery store, "Hey, that that's technically healthy. Can I can that's I have true. that for breakfast?" I mean, that, that's it, just.
0: That's the good. smartest thing that like honey nut Cheerios did. It was like, oh, it's good for you hot. But like if you eat like more than two bowls, you you like <laughs> literally you might have to like go to the hospital because it's just straight sugar. <laughs> like it makes you feel better as you like knock out like three bowls. But
1: to me the know. best the best cereals to keep was cocoa puffs. That was the one. That was to me, Cocoa Puffs were it. That was the and cereal.
0: C T Crunch. It's, a, it's the it's the goat. So yeah. crunch yeah I, that I is a good it, one i haven't had it in like five five years but it's, it's one of those ones you have like as a kid then you go to college you have like an unlimited amount like in those little like crank things you know oh wow like <laughs> yes is, the cranks sucks. yeah yeah this is this is not gonna stop me from getting like five bowls now and have like a sugar rush before class but um that i think that's that's the go for me
1: i to be honest though i umass is number one dining so i never had to get cereal course, in the dining you, hall. it was you, always you guys, good
0: you guys never talk about that, that you guys have never, the best
1: time. nope, it's, never. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very underrated. We never talk about that. Yeah. Never talk about the number one dining, but yes, I never had cereal in college ever. Like I have it now in my house. Um, cause I don't feel like cooking breakfast. Ever. I'm a big Golden Grahams guy. That's a solid, like that's a good solid one and Cheerios. I love Cheerios. Give me regular Cheerios. Uh, I love Cheerios. Just uh, that's how I grew up. I like Cheerios. Maybe it makes me a bland person, but I, I enjoyed them. Um,
0: tried and true classic.
1: But yeah, no, the, it's funny. You know, before we get into Bruins, kind of people are like, when are they going to talk about how bad this team is? Yeah, I think you're
0: really enjoying the cereal. <laughs> I,
1: say, I think people would rather talk about the cereal than talk about Bruins. Um, you know, how I knew I was getting older and probably older as in like, a, like becoming an adult um, yeah. that that I used to love Sour Patch Kids, like eat them consistently. Mm-hmm. And then within the past few years, I would eat them and I get like horrible headaches and I'd feel like shit. And I'd be like, why is this happening? And and my par- and and people were like, well, you're getting older. Like, you're you're not going to want that much sugar. And I was like, fuck, man, I didn't know that was the part, like, a symptom of getting older. I thought I'd love these forever. So I don't really eat sour patch kids anymore. So it's the same with like the cereal, the sugary breakfast. I don't always want tons of sugar in my breakfast. Doesn't exactly uh, start the day off great. But anyways, now to the good stuff. To the good stuff. The Boston Bruins. I, yeah. I so. I hate this because, because like it was just a few weeks ago that Tahoe happened and I was like, this is, this is the game. This is the, this is the team. They, this, this team has something and they've been on like a downward spiral really ever since. Like they have a few games in there. Like they had the one against the caps where they, you know, I think they won like five to one. They've had some in there where they've had like good games. They had the one the other night where Jake Debrusque scored, but then you have these stinkers and it just hits at the fact that this is just an inconsistent team. Now, does that end? Does the inconsistency ever end, or does it just keep continuing?
0: Uh, I mean, you're trying to find, like, some, you know, positives or, you know, something you can build off of. Like, even when they had a few really bad games earlier this year where, you know, they give up seven goals to the Islanders and they give up six goals to the Rangers, you're like, all right, well, a lot of this is, you know, miscues from the defense, uh, you know, stuff that gets tightened up. We saw last year where I think they let up – uh you know, 14 goals in two games to the Canucks and the Flames. But that that happens where you have just I remember defensive yes. breakdowns. Yeah, you just have defensive breakdowns. You've got a lot of young guys back there. It's not great, obviously, but that's something that you can tighten up usually and get that out of your game. Uh, To go from that game on Thursday where it seemed like everything was taking a big step forward, you had DeBrusque breakthrough. Krejci got a goal in the power play. um, Top line was the top line. uh, Zach Sennish goes into the lineup and – Looks like the best fourth liner they've had all season, which is maybe more of an indictment on some of the other guys than what Zach Sanderson brought, but he looked great. Um, and then you go from that into that game on Saturday. And I think that was the worst loss of the season by far. That game was awful. That game was, that game was dreadful. Like that, no life. Like when, like the 10th most concerning thing was that, uh, Brendan Lemieux knocked Frederick into the bench and like, nothing happened. Like, the Rangers kicked their ass in that game and then also, like, just had their way with them, too. Like, uh, Trubo was, like, trading slashes with Bergeron the whole game. Uh, yeah, Frederick gets hit. Nothing gets counted for there. And then, I mean, you have no high danger scoring chances. Keith Kincaid was, like, counting sheep, you know. Oh, yeah. And not like, was just chilling. Like, nothing was getting close. Um, you, you lose Seneshin, which is a tough hit because that gave you kind of your first spark in, in a while, and I think they needed that. And now, unfortunately, for the second year in a row, kind of his, uh, stint up here has been, you know, mad by injury. Um, but that, you know, the addition of Zach and Dolan should make a break. You not having zero, you know, you having zero, five and five, uh, high danger looks, uh, or going 0 for five on the power play. Um, th- I mean, th- that game, I don't know how you draw any positives from that game. Like it's sooner or later, you just got to like, you know, figure the shit out because, you can't even draw any positives from that game. It wasn't like the, there's some encouraging shifts. No one brought anything that game. Um, and again, it was another one where when the top line's not going, you the way this team's built right now, the way they're contributing on offense, you're screwed. Like that, you had nothing going on there when that, that top line was off. And, you know, Mashan's obviously nursing an injury now, um, cause he didn't look like himself in that game. Um, the defense as a whole. I mean, again, it's one of those things where, um, if it wasn't for Halak, that very well could have been a seven nothing blowout, right? And oh even, yeah, you know it, the final score didn't tell just how side of that game was. So, um, yeah, I mean it's been an issue this whole year in terms of consistency, right? I don't think they've won back to back games since February tenth and twelfth, the twelfth, so. yeah. And again, this isn't like it's they going up against the gauntlet of, uh, you know the the Islanders and the Capitals and all this stuff, and you know back-to-back matchups or stuff like that. It's like this was kind of a stretch here where you should have been piling on points. You're playing the ranges. You're playing, uh, you know, the, the Devils a couple of times. Like, you lost to Scott Wedgwood and Keith Kincaid. and got shut Not out just
1: lost, you. shut out.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, and now congrats. like you're, you know, treading water or if you even want to say that might be a positive statement is treading water right now at this point. But, like, here, here you go against the Penguins for two games when you're already shorthanded. Two games and two nights. Uh, Penguins are eleven and two at home. Good luck. This is what this is the kind of the the situation you built for yourself where you're you're not collecting points against a team you should beat. Now here comes the Penguins. So
1: yeah, and the funny thing is this isn't something we're used to with like the Bruins under Bruce Cassidy. I feel like they they don't have a lot of these like letdowns. Um and and that and that was kind of a weird thing. And but again, like that speaks to this team. They're just inconsistent. Um and so I want to go back to a comment Sweeney made, and I think we've talked about this a little bit but I want to go a little more in depth on it. He mentioned last week uh, and his media availability that a shakeup, you know, they would shake things up. And to me, if you can't see that you need to shake things up after Saturday, like if that doesn't, if that game, I know it's a one game. I know it's a one-off there. It's, you know, just one game, but it's not a one-off because this inconsistency continues to happen. And you continue to lose to teams. You shouldn't lose to. Um, And to me, like that shakeup needs to happen. So, my question is what is the shakeup? Like, are, are, are you going to trade Chris? Are you, are you going to like wave Chris Wagner? Are you going to like, what are you going to do to send a message? Cause again, a lot of these times when you make a big deal, if you make a big deal, like let's say they do go ahead and trade Jake to or I mean, you wouldn't do it, but if he was healthy and you traded like Brandon Carlo to, to, to yeah. like send a message, I guess, you know, to trade a guy who's not, you know, you know, like a Bergeron or a Marshon, but the next rung tier, of people, yeah, yeah next year. If you mess that up, your job, you're done. Like that, you you can't mess those deals up. But what is the shake? Like, what realistically will be the shake-up with this team?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it'd be a situation where it's like, are we going to trade Brandon College for the, the shock value, right? Or yeah, no, but like that you know, it's um. I think it would probably be something where, you know, maybe a guy gets waived on the fourth line or, you know, they get sent down to Providence and they clear waivers, which you run that kind of risk. Um, but whether it be something like that or, um well, even like, you know, if they if they wanted to like put Wagner on waivers or, or put him down to Providence just to send a message, like, I don't know if even a team would pick him up because he's got three years on that contract. So I don't know if who would really take him in that situation. And but, I don't know
1: what message, like, I get that Wagner's a big guy on the team, but, you know, it's, I don't know if that sends the biggest message to the group, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it could be pulling the trigger on a trade, you know, before April 12th, which I think they need to do anyway. I don't think you can wait that long because you're in this spot where all of a sudden you're going to be in fifth or fourth place uh, with just a few more weeks to go in the regular season. you got to wait you know, at least a week for a guy to get here to get cleared, all this stuff. So you can't wait until the actual deadline to do it. But yeah, I think it's either sitting a bunch of guys, um, which I think you saw again from that the the game where Senesha was in there and how much you know, they that fourth line had energy. They had, you know, two odd man rushes, uh they were possessing the puck. Um and then, what do you know, Sunday comes out and that fourth line played like shit on Saturday. So, <laughs> you, you would think that would give people a wake-up call, but apparently not. Um, so, I, whether it's, you know, bringing up more guys from Providence, I know uh, Mock Diver, uh, by the time this podcast drops, obviously we'll see what happens, whether how drastically different the lineup is, but... Um, you know, he, he mentioned that, you know, guys like Coolman and Jack Deshaun and I think Oscar Steen were promoted to the taxi squad. So I don't know if they're going to be down and I don't know if that's just those roster moves happen every single game. Like it's not worth reporting on them all the time because it's usually just cap management. Like I think Frederick has gone from the taxi squad to the NHL yes. squad like 50 times this year. So yes. sometimes it's not worth reading into it, but, um, but if it's a situation where they bring up some of those guys, I mean, at this point, like as long as you're not rushing the development, like people want like Lauco, And I think Mark Divers said, you know, he's 20 years old, give him some time to marinate, which is true. Um But if it's like a Galagos Christine, who I think is projected as being like a bottom six guy, um, Jack Sean, who's been fantastic down in Providence, like screw it. What, what, what do you have to lose right now? Like, what are you losing from that fourth line? Like, um That you're getting them right now, which is nothing, right? Like there's so there's only there's only so much you can do to just send a message without drastically, you know, augmenting your team. And, and, again, if you have a big trade, you know, if, if, like, they're working on, like, this big blockbuster deal, then, of course, you're going to augment your team, and that's what you have to do. But you also don't, like, just move, you know, pieces for the sake of, like, sending a message that you're going to regret down the road. Like, I, you know, as soon as the game ends, you've got people who are like, I got to trade Greg Smith and Charlie Coyle and all this. So I was like, all right, well, you're not going to do that just from a realistic standpoint. You're not going to just, like, up, you know, uh, you know, shuffle up all that part of your lineup but um you need to send a message somehow so whether it's you know a bunch of guys sit and you give these providence guys who've been playing great down there a chance to succeed in their spot like go for it because right now what do you get what are you getting from those guys at this point so we'll see what happens i mean whether it's guys from providence or you know giving i don't know like a, a greg McKay look or something like that which like think Play one game and you know what? He did his job in that, And I came against the Rangers. He was what you expect from a, a fourth line guy. So, um, we'll kind of see what, uh, what they do. But I mean, it's, it's evident. We've been talking about this all the time, but they've got to make some changes because the roster, the way it's built right now, you're not even going to, you know, we're not even talking about going winning the cup. You're not even, you're going to get smoked in the East division at this point, the way they're playing like this.
1: Well, that's the thing. And and that's why that a move needs to be made. And, you know, we've talked at length about what they should do. Everybody knows top six forward, top four defenseman. You know, if you can get one, if, you know, if you can get two, great. You got to do one at least. Um, and, and maybe a depth defense, like they, this team needs pieces. And again, like right now, as it's Monday morning, they're fourth place, 32 points. The Flyers uh, in fifth, 29 points. That's a team that should be a lot better. Like the Flyers have just been, they're dreadful. they're
0: They're being bailed out by how bad the Flyers are playing. So
1: yes. Yes. And so to me, like, again, (laughs) the shakeup has to come and we'll see what the shakeup is. Like, how much do you want to shake up this roster? How much do you really want to overturn things? Like, again, to me, there's there's four guys on this team who are not expendable, who you cannot touch. And that's McAvoy, Bergeron, Marshawn, Paschak. Those are the four. You know, you can't, like, under no circumstances should those guys ever be traded. The rest, now I'm not saying trade, this is not saying me. this is not me saying trade Rask or trade Krejci. It's just, those guys are expiring contracts. So like you need a, you need an elite starting goalie and you need a number two center. And also like, what is Krejci really going to get you in a trade? Um, it, not, not a heck of a lot, unless you were like in the, in the, you know, with down with the devils at the bottom of the division, you you wouldn't really trade Krejci. There's no real net value there. Um, yeah. but it, you know, again, if, if, I don't know what circumstance you would trade a coil or a Smith and I don't know why you would do it. Like I, I, to me it doesn't really make a lot of sense unless you're getting something better, like right. clearly better, which I don't know if that's going to happen. Cause again, these guys values are at their lowest. Like exactly, th- that's the funny thing to me is when people say like trade someone because they're not doing well. And it's like, well, you're trading them at their lowest value. Like Jake DeBrusque, Essentially this offseason, if you, if you trade to this past offseason, probably could have one for one and gotten that home. Like that I think probably could have happened. Um, yeah. not now, not even close. Like, so I think people you, like you, you don't want to trade guys the lowest values. It's like stocks. We always talk stock. We go back to stock. I always go back to stocks. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I to me, and what's funny is, like, I I think it was Pierre Lebrun or Elliot Friedman. One of them tweeted uh, a story about how they wanted Winnipeg to get Mateus home. And I was and and that you know goes back to the whole. There's not a lot of let, top four left shot D. It's mainly just yeah. Ekholm on the market, and every team is gunning for him.
0: Mm-hmm. So and, so
1: that now the price is going to go right up.
0: Oh yeah, and it's also one of those t- situations too where there's also teams that need Ekholm. They probably need him more than you do. Like the Bruins definitely could use him, but like look at the Flyers. Right, Kachan not been playing very well. Their defense is definitely the weak point. They can score goals, but what they're missing, especially is a guy like Eckholm. So if you're gonna get into a bidding war with them, like, you know, they've at least got guys on the NHL level who they can probably pot ways with if they're more comfortable doing, like Goss to Spare or a few other guys. So, uh it's gonna be a challenge. Like it's and again, if you miss out on Eckholm, it's not like all right, you've got other options there. It's like, you know, there's not even like a guy who's like a tier below like let's say they're looking for a top six forward like they were a few years ago, and they got like Marcus Johansson who's like a really, really good third liner. You make do with that and it worked out pretty well for them. It's not like you go from like, I Matthias mean, at home to like a guy who's a B tier. You got like <laughs> Mark Stahl, right? Like it, it's, it's Alexiak. Not, yeah, it's not, not ideal for what uh, you're looking for. So um, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. There's a lot of teams, even teams that view themselves as contenders, or at least in the playoff hunt that are um, going to be vying for the same, Five to ten guys, right? So you know, we'll we'll have to see how it goes. But the Bruins are not alone in where what they need to fix, and unfortunately, they've got a lot of holes to address.
1: It I I had a realization in my head of like Sweeney coming out the day after the deadline or the day of the deadline and saying, you know, we're you know we have guys in Providence, we're you know we're good with our with our group. They're gonna make a move though. They, I mean, again, they made a move every year in the past couple of ye- past bunch of years. I don't expect them to not make a move. If they've any if it if there's ever been a year they need to make a move, it is. This year, this year, need they need to make moves. So I just, to me, like after Saturday's game, that's the game where you go, holy shit, we need to make a move. Um, and that I, I think that really, you know, again, like, and and Sweeney's a guy who's not really very open about all his things. He's not the biggest, you know, talker, so to speak, and giving away all what he wants to do and what he's trying to do. But he was pretty open uh, last week, kind of being like, no, we need to. We're we're totally open to shaking things up and and, and change needs to come. So I would ex- moves are going to be made. It's just when and and who. Um, but yes, very very positive episode of uh, Bruins beat this week. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of good stuff.
0: <laughs> I liked when we talked about cereal more. To be honest with you, but
1: that was more fun. That was more fun. Uh, and we'll maybe we'll do a cereal podcast. Uh I bet I bet that comedian from Pittsburgh, he probably has a great bit on cereal I bet, he has
0: some, I bet he has some zany takes. I bet I bet he I bet when he has Lucky Charms, he takes all of the actual cereal and just has the marshmallows. It's so Oh convenient.
1: my God. Oh my god. No one's ever done that before. I know. I bet crazy. That's new. That's new. He he's he's so wacky. That's he's so crazy. Crazy with a K too. Uh, oh, just the cra- the craziest. If he had a radio show like I forget his, what was his name? Dan Johnson. I I honestly it was some it.
0: it was some generic Madden starting name that they give you yes. John Smith <laughs>
1: Yeah that, that Jamoke um, yeah. yeah he would uh that's that's uh yeah he would he would do a bit on on cereal you know zany stuff but at any rate uh Connor before I let you go is there anything that you would like to uh plug
0: Yeah we're going to be breaking down obviously there's going to be a a key matchup against the penguins who are rolling right now and the bruins are not so uh it's going to be uh, probably a couple of statement games for the Bruins in terms of just seeing, uh, you know, what, you know, their metal and how they can, uh, you know, get past the stretch here. Uh, again, we could be looking at a few guys from Providence making their way up, so we'll do a breakdown on those guys. And of course, with the trade deadline now, less than a month away, we'll be doing tons of previews of potential targets and, who the, the Bruins uh, could be looking at acquiring. So all that stuff will be over at BostonSportsjournal.com. So subscribe there. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Connor Ryan underscore ninety-three.
1: Uh do all that. His name's Matt Light. I knew it was Matt like a a, a a Madden line line yeah, name. Yeah. It's it's yeah, Matt yeah. Light. That was the guy. Matt Light, he has a goat in his bio. So obviously. Uh, sick. He's the goat. Like I he's just the goat. I'm surprised EDT hasn't gone at this guy. If you want to go look at Matt Light on Twitter. Uh, his profile picture is something EDT would like zoom in on and make fun of. of it so I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. It's going to come, especially maybe this weekend because he's from Pittsburgh or this right. week. So, so maybe we get the Matt Light banter going again. This would
0: be, maybe he'll come on the podcast. Set another Crosby trade rumor, Evan. Yeah. It was all your fault. Oh, yeah. It
1: was all my fault. Forgot about that. I wrote it. I did that. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually, for those who don't remember, I didn't do that. But, anyways, that has been this episode of Burnsby. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marowski. You Burnsby listeners have a great rest of your week.